Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to the very first bonus Nariscope episode. I have just returned from Boston and... As I may have mentioned once or twice, I was going to the Nariscope. So I attended the Nariscope conference, and whilst there, I spoke to a number of developers, both well-known and starting out, and I tried a few games as well, all of which were really, really interesting. And so now what I've decided to do is I will include five episodes. So there will be an episode a day all of which will cover the Nariscope conference. Now, my interviews that I did were a bit shorter than normal. Usually when I do interviews with the developers, they last between an hour and two hours. But at the conference, I only had a couple of minutes because, you know, everyone's very busy. But we still get to, to learn a lot of information about their games and about some new games as well from developers starting out. So the first two episodes will feature interviews that I did with multiple developers at the Nariscope conference, and we hear more about their games. And then the last three episodes, from Wednesday to Friday, will be one interview. These will be longer, uh, more or less about 20 minutes or so, with some well-known developers, and some of which give some exclusive details about their games, so you won't want to miss these. So... Uh, now, before we get started, as I mentioned, these interviews were a little bit shorter, but still interesting, I hope. And also, there is some background noise. It was a very busy place, so you do hear some people talking in the background. Now, you can still hear developers very clearly, and I've done what I could to make them as clear as possible. And uh, and yeah, it was my first time speaking face-to-face with them, so no technical issues, no weird pauses or anything. So it came out very well, and I'm looking forward to people hearing them. So here are the interviews with multiple game developers on day one of the Nariscope conference. Please enjoy. My name is Rachel Helps, and um, me and my sister Andrea Landacre are working on the sequel to our personal space, which is going to be called Space to Grow. It's about parenting your child in a colony on a planet in outer space. So you've got kind of like a you know survival prairie kind of vibes, but with modern technology. Um, my sister's been writing all of the, the parenting uh, events. She has three kids, so she's got the more right. parenting experience. <laughs> And I've been writing all the community events, so, you know, things that come up that everyone needs to deal with and you need to make decisions about, you know, how to deal with them. Um, our first game, Our Personal Space, was focused on a relationship, long-term relationship with your newlywed husband. And um, it, I feel like it was pretty popular on the Google Play Store. We got like 50,000 downloads. Um, and since we made it with RenPy, it was easy to make it available on... Windows, Mac, and Linux, like that's just part of, you know, you make the executable and it just kind of works. So, um, okay. 
So I see there it's a, a sci-fi relationship sim. Yeah. So no. yeah. So this first game, our personal space, it's it's free. It's um, and since you're you know colonizing another planet, yeah, it's sort of science fiction, right? <laughs> so while you're you know, when in this case uh, the previous, oh, so this game you mean the space to grow, yeah? You're colonizing another planet, or is that the previous game? Yeah. So, so our personal space, you, you start colonizing. the previous game. Planet. Okay. Yeah. Space to grow. It's like you're a little more established. They start bringing in miners who are, um, you know, providing the funding for this expedition because they're going to mine rare earth metals or something and send it back to earth and you know okay. that's how they're funding Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but of course that brings up environmental issues and like sure you know, these outsiders who they haven't been trying to survive on this planet as long so they don't understand how hard it is right and, and are there any ethical or moral choices as well about colonizing oh, other planets <laughs> yeah i think there's actually an event i wrote later where you get to decide if the miners should be able to vote like on okay. you know colony procedures and stuff, um, and um, so I'm from California, Utah, and um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they have a long history in Utah. And actually, like after I was writing it, I realized that it has some similarities to Mormon history, okay. where um, like first the pioneers and then Native Americans were. Well, the Native Americans have been there in Utah like a long time, and then mm. the pioneers come and colonize it. And then the miners came and sort of like tried to take things over from the Mormons, and so. Um, so you have everybody wanting their own space, then everybody yeah, wanting. Coming in conflict over, you know, who should be doing what. So. Cool. Yeah, I mean, in my case, I'm from Ireland, uh-huh. and you know, we've had different people throughout history as well. You know, we had Vikings, Normans, the British. Oh, well, <laughs> much longer history. Than but, uh, but yeah, no, but it sounds really, really cool. And so, how would so it's a relationship thing? So you make choices in the game as well. Yes. You say about giving the miners votes as well. Yes, and, and um, probably the more interesting choices I feel like are with the parenting choices because right, yeah, there aren't that many games that let you decide like. Oh, um, you know, my 14-year-old is looking at porn on his tablet. Like, what should I do about it? <laughs> do <laughs> you know? confront him? Or, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm sure that's problems of many parents. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But we don't have, like, games about Exactly. It. Maybe it's because we want to escape those things, right? <laughs> Could be. But I think I find that more and more games are becoming more kind of, like, a bit real issues now. And those mm-hmm. are things that I really like as well. That I think, okay, how would I deal with a situation like this? Yeah. And, um... But yeah, because I don't know of any other games like this actually. That you say that you're like a parent, yeah, um, or about parents. Yeah, there's one called um, Dream Daddy, where you get to be a dad, and, and you do make some parenting decisions and also some dating decisions. And, okay, yeah. wow, well, I'm looking forward. And ta- when will this be really? Do you have a tentative release date? Um, I mean, it was going to be like Father's Day this year, but <laughs> <laughs> that's in a few days. If I'm yeah, recording, the, the, but that's what's happening. Um, but hopefully later this year. Oh, could be Mother's Day, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. After, okay. Well, thank you very much, okay, Rachel. I'm Fly Jamerson, um, and I have a mixed reality experience called Time What Day, which is um, a game about thinking and feeling. And the digital part of the experience is coded in Twine, um, and then there's a game box. 
that has different um, sensory, olfactory, kinetic uh, activities to help you start to think about how you think and feel and sense. Um, and it come, it was inspired by um, John Locke's an essay concerning human understanding, which is a very long book from a long time ago. But he talks about the difference between, like, the, the complexity of ideas and, like, how we um, start to take simple ideas and, and combine them with the world around us and with our own memories. He talks about how the way that we form our identities are based on um, thinking and consciousness and memory specifically, um, but I'm really interested in um, what happens to your way of um, thinking about yourself and thinking about the world when you either don't remember things or when you are remembering things again for the first time. Um, right. And, and so um, that's kind of where I started. Okay. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, it is a very deep experience. You know, I've, I've just played this, and I know it's kind of hard to describe in an audio setting. Yeah. Uh, now, I will put a video of um, <laughs> myself lighting the, the thing on fire. <laughs> so, so, again, just to describe, you know, physically what it is. So what I can see in front of me is a laptop, mm-hmm. and there is a box. Mm-hmm with you know with other kind of smaller boxes inside it and so then when you play the game it asks you well it, it talks you know about memory of what you just described as well and then it asks so what do you want to do now and so you have different things so i chose just to give one example ignite now with this particular word i was thinking what's going to happen now and so you get two boxes and so I got the box you know ignite and then inscribe and then it says you open the two boxes and you have in one box, what well, you one box you have two pieces of paper and then t- told to take out a pen. So then it says to write or draw something that you that will hurt you, believe, and another thing that uh, that gives you pleasure. And so I literally then thinking of ignite, I put well, what will hurt me? Well, fire. I know probably some people will go more deeper and more meaningful. <laughs> it's probably what you're going for, but. I, um, so I put fire, and then in the other box, which told me to open it, I found a lighter. I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> where are we going? And then it said, you have two choices. Basically, you can uh, light one piece of paper on fire, light the other one on fire, or light or not light any of them on fire. So, yeah, so then, well, basically, with your help, I because <laughs> I couldn't, I, I don't smoke or anything, so I can't uh, ignite a lighter. So uh, I won't be an arsonist at any rate, <laughs> but then I just set fire to the sheet of paper, and I mean I was a bit scared, and we took a video of it, which I will put on, you know, try and put online, and I kept my fingers on the paper, and nothing happened to me. The paper disintegrated, but it didn't happen to me. So can you describe, you know, how, where this idea came from, and just basically what happened, why my fingers didn't burn? Yeah. Or so. Anything? Um, the, in this particular sensory activity, which there's a bunch of different um, of those right. like experiences in the box, um, the 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 actual material is flash paper, which like magicians will use, or like you'll use it in a theater. I have a theater background. Okay. Um, so there, what what it is is there's a chemical on the paper that when you light it, it lights the chemical and it and it like uh, it, it reacts very quickly. So the 
as opposed to if you just had a regular piece of paper, the paper would burn and it would burn really slowly. Mm -hmm. um, so just because of the kind of chemical reaction that happens, it happens in a flash. And, and, and it really is exciting to me to see people do it because, <laughs> um, because of that fear and excitement uh -huh. of this thing that you expected to do something and then it's, it does something else gets, gets the player to start thinking about how they're thinking about things and right, fearing yeah. or like looking and yeah. So to meet your fear head on. Now again, I would say to people, do not try this at home with real paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a special kind of paper that I got for the game. Cool. And so, uh, Dan, I don't know if you want to talk. So that was just one thing you could do, one sensory thing you could do. I don't know if you wanted to talk about maybe one or two other things that you can do in this game. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the main sensory activities in the game, um, in in the full version too, um, is uh, smelling and olfactory mm -hmm. sense. Um, in a lot of theories of memory. Um, they talk about how smell is one of the most evocative um, like senses uh, for recalling memories that we haven't had in a long time because mm -hmm. you can you in your mind you can like you can kind of visualize something you know, or you can remember a sound but to, the the way that your that your sensory your, your sense of smell works is so particular and so um, there's different um, vials in the box that the that the game asks you you to um, to smell and then to like to see if it brings anything up for you. Um, it's just like a, another way to uh, uh, investigate make things you maybe haven't remembered. Right. Okay. Now it's certainly very deep leveling <laughs> 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 game because again I was writing things I was thinking oh yeah no I didn't, no maybe about this maybe not you know when I put fire it's not maybe as deep as I could have gone. Sure. <laughs> but I, I think people will definitely have a different experience yeah. when when they play this. So now it's also very interesting how I described, you know, the boxes and everything. So do you plan on releasing this then to the public with the box and everything? Yeah, so like I said, there's um there's the digital part which is um entwined, which is on the website mm -hmm. and the website is timewhatday.com. Um, and then there is a place on the website that you can um, order a game box um, and the um, the box is, it costs $65 to make a box, and so that's the asking price for, okay. like, to get the game, which mm. I, hopefully, in the future, like, could get the, like, the material price down, um, mm. but, uh, but yeah, so there's, it'll be, um, right now there's a limited release of 50 boxes and I have a pre-order up on the website so okay yeah so this comes with all the materials everything, and everything. yeah everything that you need and okay. yours to keep great and is this available worldwide or just in the states so far um I haven't thought about an international release but if there was Demand. someone who wanted to play it overseas I would figure out how to do it okay I'm, just, I'm more interested in people playing it than you know what I mean? right yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. want more people I can understand the logistics of trying to get it outside the US yeah it might with be all the material for sure <laughs> might have to think about that yeah and uh, is it available now the play or when is it um, the full version I'll, the the full version is done yeah so okay. um, it's just as a matter of putting together all the boxes so the first boxes I'll be able to put together in about a month in the beginning of August. So Okay, yeah. cool. 
And uh, so you mentioned uh, the website, so it's uh, timewhatday.com. Yep, timewhatday.com. Dot com, okay. And where can people find you then if on social media or online? Or yeah, so I just got a Twitter. Okay, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so my Twitter handle is uh, flyjamerson, but I'm more active on Instagram, um, and my Instagram handle is brieflaugh, which is it's brief underscore laugh. Okay. So. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I hope we can try the full version sometime cool. if you can get it to Ireland. Oh, <laughs> we'll nice. See, we'll see what Great. we can do. Uh, hi, my name is Jared. Um, I'm a QA tester at a, a studio in the Boston area, and I'm here at Neroscope representing uh, Game Workers Unite Boston. Okay, and so tell us uh, what, what exactly is Game Workers Unite in Boston? What can you tell us about? Um, so we are a group that is advocating for unionization and uh, other forms of direct action in the industry for uh, developers to improve their working conditions and uh, gain benefits. Okay. Mm -hmm. And 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 yes. Yeah, so at the moment, there is no kind of you know unions for game developers in the states. Correct. Not in the states. Correct. Right. And is it? Big problem, you know, because I'm not a game developer myself. Mm -hmm. But what are the conditions like, generally speaking, for game developers? I mean, I've heard a few stories uh, from people. And mm -hmm. um, so, in, from your experience and from what you've heard from other game developers, what can you tell us about conditions in general? So you don't need to give any specific examples. Sure. Well, um, it depends on where you go, but um, especially like I had an experience uh, working uh, at a studio under Activision. And mm -hmm. the way that they plan out uh, the production of their games is that they try to uh, hire a bunch of like temporary workers as QA towards the end of the project, like the last few months, and these are on contracts that are <laughs> that have a very set expiration date. Uh, and so these are people that are hired to work, you know, like ten at uh, ten dollars an hour, and yeah. then frequently because this is like a very set date for like when the game's going to ship, uh, QA uh, is most likely to go through uh, the brunt of the crunch. Uh, and so at my previous job when I was under Activision, uh, we were going up to 66 hour weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, um, that's insane. That's inhuman. Absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> no, because I've heard, I mean, I, I've never worked as a game developer, but I have worked for technological companies. Mm -hmm. And we did not like that, but we did sort of a crunch, you know, where we did lots of overtime as well. Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's kind of, you know, counterproductive that I found that the work was doing less work here because they're so tired. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but also for your own health. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do think that this is important. Um, so, so at the moment, uh, is it normal to have a, such a crunch in companies for game developers now? Um, uh, I would, I think so. Yes. Right. Uh, the the tough thing, uh, and this is sort of like one of the purposes of the group, is that you know. Because we're under non-disclosure agreements quite a lot of the time, it is tough to get a sense of like what's going on at each studio. So a big part of this is just seeing like where we are all at. Um, but you know these um, stories of uh, really uh, crazy hours yes. are just becoming more and more frequent and becoming more and more reported. So yeah, it seems like it's pretty widespread. Oh. Well, I wish you the best of luck. And to finish off, then, mm -hmm. um, do you think that things are changing slowly? You know, the, you know, positively, or do you think there's still a lot of work left to do to um, give better treatment to developers? Uh, I think both, definitely. Okay. Um, we don't really have a lot of footing in terms of uh, making demands for uh, mm. better conditions, but at least you know 
the stories again that are coming out about um, you know 60, 80, 100 hour weeks, they're coming out more frequently and people uh, online seem to be reacting uh, yeah. the way one would hope that they would, saying that like this is like really inhumane. Yeah. Uh, so we think that you know we're getting more of a, uh, a public backing, yes. uh, which is really exciting to see. That's how things start, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find uh, you online? So where can people find games? Workers Unite online. Uh, well, I do have it here. Uh, we are at gameworkersunite.org. Um, you can go to the Get Involved page if you want to, you know, join some of the groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're discussing these things in Discord. You can like uh, leave your info there to be vetted. Um, there's like an international server that's sort of our central group thing, and then we have like regional servers. So you know, we have one for here in Boston, and then there's like New York, LA, San Francisco, Montreal, Austin, all over. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, the very best of luck. I wish you all the best, and I hope that people, you know, this can change very soon. That to treat, you know, the workers as humans, not to sure. Thank you very much. So I'm here with Jean Moxie at the Nariscope uh, conference. So hello, Jean. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. My voice is already burnt out. It's the first day. <laughs> There's so much talking. And <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm speaking about. I think I'm okay so far. All but right. we'll see. Yourself. We'll see how we go by tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm here playing your game, Solve It: Death of a CEO. Yes. And Exciting, I'm, right? Yeah, no, I really, I mean, first of all, I love detective uh, games yeah. and these type of games. And I was telling you about another game that uh, seems to be kind of similar-ish. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that one that's released every week, but it, I, they don't make those games anymore. So I'm delighted to see Excellent. it. Excellent. There's a uh, space for us. Exactly. So what can you tell us about this game? What is the game about? This is a very exciting detective uh, story. You are a rookie detective whose client is... I'll, I won't. It, the CEO dies. As <laughs> right. I <the title laughs> might imply. So and, not a spoiler, right? Right. Um, and so you're desperately racing against time to find the killer and prove yourself to your boss, and uh, and impress the police at the same time uh, with a uh, star-studded cast of uh, Silicon Valley luminaries, all the the richest and uh, most interesting people in the Bay Area, where I'm from. Oh, cool. Like yourself as well, I imagine. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Billionaires like me. Exactly, yeah, making adventure games. Just writing about what I know, really. <laughs> as we all know, the adventure game developers are loaded. You guys yeah. have so much money, right? <laughs> it's That's a what... cliche by now. I know, but it's true. <laughs> oh, no, cool. I've just been just been playing it, and it's certainly very you know, addictive. I'd say I'd want to keep playing, want to know more. Excellent. Um, but for, for the podcast, then, I want to, want to ask, uh, how would you describe the gameplay right. the game? Right. Uh, it's... Uh, um, very exciting, very fun, <laughs> and it's more of a visual novel and interactive story. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of very simple puzzles, but really it's more about uh, dialogue choices and uh, descriptive narr- narration. So uh, we're Haiku Games, the company that's publishing this and the company I freelance for, has done a lot of great, uh, more point-and-click adventure stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're trying to venture into new territory here with this uh, sort of yeah, story-based narrative choice type game. Right, yeah, no, I see there that you can choose how you respond to people 
Um, now, as I mentioned before in the interview, that I felt that okay, she's a rookie, so I thought that she'd be more polite at first, at least. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's a good strategy. Yeah, well, um, or maybe not. But will that always work? Maybe not. Maybe not. Sometimes you might have to be tough. Right. You might have to, to prove yourself. Maybe your character right. has an arc over the story. Maybe. <laughs> On the backstory, maybe. <laughs> right. There is a tragic backstory involved. You'll have to get the game to find out. Right. And so then uh, the, I saw that you earn coins based on decisions that you make. Uh, right. What can you tell us about? Right. So very, if, you're, if you're making shrewd detective uh, choices and uh, analyzing plot points, uh, you'll be winning coins. And with those coins, you can buy yourself a couple of premium chapters that happen at various points along the way, which include okay. romances with a couple characters, uh, things that aren't like essential to solving the murder mystery, but I think are still a lot of fun. We've sort of okay, put so off to the side. And, uh, of course, if you want to buy a few coins to help you at cool, that point, yeah. <laughs> you're totally free to do that. Of course. And so, di so this game as well, you, I saw that I earned some points as well. And if this is um, or so, based on, so if I say, uh, it's the very first one, when the person calls you, two choices saying, who is this? Or you can say, one moment with Mr. Park. Right. And if you, well, I don't know if it's a spoiler <laughs> or not, but it's, a it's the first one. So if you choose the second one, your sleuth skills goes yes. up because you know who it is. Yes. We have, it's a little, it's also a way to keep score at the end. We have uh, analysis of your score and uh, your boss, Logan, will say something determined on how uh, many points you've collected over the game. So it'll be, you know. It's never negative. It's never a bad job. But it's always like you did a good job, or you did wow, an ex outstanding right. job. I want you to be in the in the company. Stay with me. You've you're <laughs> you're you've done your internship. It's a, you've um, proven yourself. And that's what we're going for. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's me. a that's a side bonus at the end if you get a high score. So I don't make it replayable then. So if you don't get the top top score, you so. can go back. Yeah, yeah, and and your 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 coins and everything will stay with you when you replay it. So maybe you'll be able to earn some more and finally get that romance you've been hoping for. Right. Okay. And this is the first game then, the first part. Yes, we're already thinking about a sequel. Of course, it depends on how well this one does. Sure. But uh, wheels are in motion for a sequel involving the main character and her boss and uh, a new cast of Silicon Valley billionaires like myself. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I hope it does well. And so you said, uh, when will it be released? Then? Yeah, uh, it's a couple of weeks. Uh, I think there may be pre-order opportunities right now on the Android store and iOS is in submission. So you can't say for sure, but uh, a couple of weeks from now, look for Haiku Games. Uh, solve the death of a CEO. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, no, well, I look forward to trying it out. And now you mentioned as well that Haiku, do they make other games like they this? Do. They do. They make great games. Point and click adventure people will really enjoy I've, it. I've definitely heard of them. Good, good. <laughs> you know, like it's, it feels like we're little known, but mm. we're doing great. Yeah, that's um, great. So <laughs> I don't want to rock the boat. Uh, but um, yeah, we've got this new uh, app called Adventure Escape Mysteries. And within it, there are already four or five games. Uh, two of them are designed by myself. Uh, other excellent games are created by my uh, co-workers. Uh, there's a Trap Maker series, one, two, and three, uh, that exists within this app. It's all about a police detective who is uh, pursued by this evil trap maker who enjoys making traps. And that has a lot of puzzles in it. That, that's the, the, okay. the, yeah, what Haiku Games has done up to now are really puzzle-filled mobile adventure games and, uh, so, wow, with so light inventory and light dialogue tree but a lot of puzzles. 
Okay, so and these uh, is there available haiku games? Yeah, yeah. Haikugames.com. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> mobile, mobile, so yeah, on the mobile for for Android and for iOS and Kindle as well. Oh, for Kindle? Yeah. I've never played a game on the Kindle it's, before. It's really low memory. You know, it's just uh, you can run on ju wow. just about any mobile. Okay, and you said you, met, you mentioned that you worked on other games yourself as well. Yes. And I, I mentioned to you that I've definitely heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> that when I saw your name as well, I said, I've heard of Excellent. Gboxy. Excellent. But so, uh, what other games have you made before? Thank you for asking. Uh, for, for Haiku Games, I did yeah. Trapmaker 1. I mm -hmm. kicked that off. I also did uh, Dark Ruins, which is an archaeology puzzle game. And then I did Allied Spies, which is a World War II spy game. Uh, before that, I uh, helped kickstart a point-and-click adventure in the Monkey Island vein called Duke Grabowski, Mighty Swashbuckler. That's where I've heard of you. Excellent. Yes, yes Excellent. that is one with, with Bill Tiller, right? Yes, that's yes. right, the great Bill Tiller. And uh, yes. I also worked with him on uh, Perils of Man for uh, mobile games, and also we did uh, Ghost Pirates of Vuju Island yes. and A Vampire Story when he was running Autumn Moon Entertainment a, couple, uh, a while ago. Um, and before that, I was at EA. Oh, and, and also I did uh, 1954 Alcatraz, yes. which was published yes. by Dedelic. That's where, yes, now it's all coming back to me. all coming back, yes. <laughs> yes. No, uh, I, I, have to, I, I didn't get a chance to play a, a, a Vampire Story yet, but I did get 1954 Alcatraz and uh, Ghost Pirates of Vuchu yeah. Island. Yeah, that's it. That's, it. So, that's the name. <laughs> uh, no, and, uh, no, but I know where Eddie, because uh, I know a couple of weeks ago, that Bill Taylor bought the rights again, I yeah. think, of the Vampire Story 2. I know he was a couple of years yeah. trying to get it. Yeah. So now while I have you here, do you have any information <laughs> on it? Any, <laughs> any ideas? Uh, or, because I try, you know, try contacting him course, as well. Of course, of course. I think he's the one to best yeah. answer those okay. questions. But <laughs> I'm looking forward, like everybody else, to see what happens next. Yes, because I know the first game ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I know he's got great plans for it. I, oh, I am a, I'm aware of some of them when we were at Ottoman Entertainment, but... Uh, okay, so I, we'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a great artist and designer, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Definitely. Okay, well, I think that's covered everything. So I look forward to this game, Solve It, Death of a CEO. Yeah, that's it. And, and where can people find you online? Do you have a website uh, or Twitter or social I, media? Sure, I'm on Twitter, Gene Mochi, and uh, my website for my freelance work is irresponsiblegames.com. Oh, cool. Okay, look forward to finding out more. Thanks very much. Well, best of luck with the game then, Gene. Look forward <laughs> to finding out more. Thank you. So that was day one of my day at Narascope, where you heard some interviews with some of the developers who I spoke with and who were showing their games. And I'll include links to their games in the show notes, so you can check them out there and their websites. So that is it for today. So please join me tomorrow for day two of the Narrowscope Conference where I speak to even more game developers. So until then, thank you. Goodbye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, 
at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you